You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 290 of Podcateers. This week, Melissa and I talk about what we might expect to see crowd-wise for the opening of Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland. Plus, Mel talks about the Hollywood Pictures backlot area of California Adventure, now known as Hollywoodland. In the episode, we toss out a couple of questions that we'll be posting on Instagram, so we'd love it if you join the conversation and tell us your thoughts on those subjects. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. Just search for Podcateers. I'm going to toss this out there now because it's going to creep up on us so super fast, but Podcateers March Mayhem will be returning again this year, and we'll have more info on that very soon for you. If you want to check out a couple of the brackets, you can go to podcateers.com slash marchmayhem2018 or podcateers.com slash marchmayhem2019 to see the last two brackets that we've done. This episode is brought to you in part by the generosity of a wonderful group of listeners that we call the FGP Squad, aka our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their monthly support via Patreon that help play a big role in helping produce these episodes of Podcateers. If you like our podcast and would like to become part of the FGP Squad, you can find more information and a link to sign up by going to podcateers.com FGP. A huge thank you, as always, to all of the members of the FGP squad for your continued support. So let's do this. It's time to get the ball rolling. And if you want to make it a Luxo ball, then make it a Luxo ball, whatever makes you happy. But in the meantime, we're going to get this episode started. So here we go. Here is episode 290 of Podcateers. Record. It's time to record podcast for this week. Yeah. <laughs> Got the energy going. Coffee. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look. Hooray for coffee. Right. Hooray for everything. I needed a fix today. Like this week has just felt so long already. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't even really jumped into much work. You're telling me. It's- it's so crazy. My <laughs> kids are going back to school this week and going back to a full week of work and just preparing myself for the onslaught of everything that's coming. I'm just thinking to myself, you know what? I'm just going to take a nap. Yeah. Sometimes you just do. <laughs> I feel like taking a nap might be the best thing to do this week and just start over next Monday. Oh, Who knows? I wish I could. <laughs> I, just, I feel like I need like a little bit more time to adjust. Oh, it's like I tipped over the mountain and now I'm a giant snowball at the end. That's how I feel. <laughs> I get you. I get you. And I'm just trying to figure out like how everything is going to fit into my life, right? Mm-hmm. Because we've talked off of the podcast about all these changes that we're making in our personal life and um you know, I've been working on all these side gigs and stuff, and one of them is the weekend of the opening of Rise of the Resistance. Oh. And this was something that was predetermined some time ago, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm 
trying to reschedule right now. My idea is to get that part of the job done the weekend before so that I don't have to do it that weekend so that I have that Saturday available. Right. Because who doesn't want to stand in a 14-hour line? Uh, <laughs> I mean, isn't that what we're looking forward to? Uh, I, there, I, there's plan A, plan B, plan T. I mean... Uh, there's so many things to consider. Um, for one, it's going to be 40 degrees. So <laughs> do, oh. I, do I? I know. That's the one thing is like, do I want to chance it? And and I actually consider this because, you know, we've camped out for stuff, but that's been in the summer. I haven't done this when it's freezing. It's like, do I want to freeze my butt off or do I? <laughs> What do I want to do? <laughs> so, I mean, what do you think it's going to be like this time around? Because at Disney World, we already saw them implement this whole, like, loading. What, what do they call uh, it? Boarding loading pass? dock? I keep forgetting. Boarding pass. Yeah. Boarding pass. They have this boarding pass thing. Do you know how it's working for boarding pass so far? Um, I'm hearing as of now that, you know, you just, of course, you've got to be in the park. So it's like a fast pass. I'm hearing folks being there like at five o'clock in the morning, lining up at four ish, four thirty maybe. I could be wrong, but um, I'm seeing a lot of videos from like five o'clock in the morning or so uh, before the gates open, and you know the moment it's operating hours start, they just try to get their boarding pass. Um, but from what I'm hearing is folks are getting boarding passes like almost immediately. Or they're being called in the evening or in the afternoon. So okay. that's... So there's definitely not going to be online reservation thing that we tried before. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have that. Um, hmm. It's kind of a bummer. Because I wish they would have really built that up. I yeah. feel like if they tried it a couple more times, it could have worked. Like I said, the only thing I've heard about the boarding pass is that it's functioned really well for Walt Disney World. Mm -hmm. And so they want to implement that here and they possibly want to roll it out to other attractions. I'm totally for that. Anything that makes the riding and attraction experience more enjoyable so that you don't have to stand in a line for so long, especially if you have younger kids with you, totally for something like right. that. But at the same time, I don't want to camp out. Yeah. Right. I it's it's this weird juxtaposition of I don't want to put the extra work in. Look, I'm getting old. All right. Let's just <laughs> be real, y'all. I'm getting old. <laughs> I value sleep way more than I used to, Jeez. especially like in the last six months. Like old man Hazen needs his sleep. Yeah. Right. Let's just be real. And so I don't want to have to get up crazy early in the morning. And then get inside and then be told, like, all right, well, your boarding pass is, like, 4 p.m. Now, okay, if that happens, mm -hmm. I guess the good part is that you could technically get your boarding pass and then go, le like, leave, get some breakfast somewhere, uh, you know, go nap or something, and then come back before your boarding pass is active, right? Right. But we don't know if we're going to hit capacity. Because uh, deluxe, oh, that's true. Uh huh. Deluxe isn't uh, blocked. Ugh. Uh huh. That, that's I'm telling Ugh. you. Plan A, B, G, T, Z is. <laughs> that's how I feel. Like, yeah, it's 
All right. Something different. Yeah, you just gave me a lot of food I'm sorry. for thought right now. <laughs> well, no, I mean, look, it's it's true. You have to take all of that into consideration mm-hmm. because over the two weeks that most people were blocked out of the park, the park hit capacity a few mm-hmm. times where they had to stop selling tickets to Disneyland. Yep. And the official accounts were sending out messages saying, hey, we're not letting people into Disneyland proper Go to DCA, please. Go to the other park. Yeah. And spend money there. Well. But, I mean, <laughs> if, if that happens for Rise, oh, man, I'm, oh, see. But you know what? I don't think my plan of sleeping that day is going to function. I think I'm going to have to go with the not sleeping plan. <laughs> okay, so I was thinking about this the other day. Let's say I go line up. I don't get a boarding pass. I kind of want to see the chaos. I want to see behind the scenes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I want to see how everything goes. There's going to be madness. That's for sure. There's going to be a lot of people. Um, So, yeah, I I don't know. I'm kind of thinking, okay, if I don't get a boarding pass, um, I'm going straight to Peter Pan. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, and then you'll only have to deal with a two-hour right? line by then. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe I could go on Guardians, walk on. I. That's what I'm. That's the other plans I'm thinking about. Is do I aim for this, try it, and if I don't, do I just go to the rest of the park that's usually always busy? Mm. Yeah, that's a good observation. It does pose the possibility of having the ability to walk on most any other attraction that day. Yeah. I mean, or look, we could be completely wrong, right? Right. Because of the response to Galaxy's Edge, it could be completely different. And maybe it'll be chaotic. Like, what was when they opened Galaxy's Edge for the first time mm-hmm. and they opened up the the Smuggler's Run attraction? Do you remember how long it took from soft open to real open for it to kind of simmer down and get to, like, regular crowds? Where people were deliberately looking for times where it looked empty and they were I like, look, remember, it's completely empty. But was it about two weeks or three weeks? Oh, you know what? Maybe it was two weeks. Because I think that's about when... About two weeks, right? Yeah. That's what we were questioning. I don't questioning. know if I want to wait a full two weeks no. to ride the attraction. <laughs> like, I want to try to ride it as soon as possible. Yeah. And maybe, maybe the solution is going to be not writing it opening day, but writing it like Monday or Tuesday when people are back at work. You know, having the ability to go back on one of those days. Do I want to wait the weekend? I I want to try not to. Right. We've waited this long. I want to be able to enjoy it as quickly as possible. And uh, hopefully by then, you know, I will have finally seen rise of skywalker oh jeez because i still <laughs> i still haven't you, you, haven't st- you gotta that. catch up to how many times i I'm, see I'm, it I'm, i know <laughs> yeah what is, where are you at now like four times watching it i could go for a fourth time oh sheesh. yeah i mean <laughs> so i'm hearing so many conflicting things and mm. you want to hear something crazy the craziest thing that I read this week, I mean, I've been trying to stay away from spoilers, right. obviously, because, you know, it's supposed to be the end of this whole saga and everything. And the the one constant that I'm hearing is that endgame, it is not. 
it is definitely not on par with what Endgame gave us as a way to wrap the entire saga of the MCU. Like, this uh-huh. was so fast-paced. And again, I'm talking from the standpoint of what people have told uh-huh. me and having never seen it. But it's so, like, fast-paced. It switches from scene to scene. It feels like there's some scenes that were just inserted just for the sake of inserting them. And when I read the article that essentially said that some changes were made to J.J. Abrams' cut of Rise of Skywalker, that it wasn't essentially the film that he was planning on putting out, it felt like it kind of made sense to me. But I also don't know what the validity of those comments are. It's just an article I read from an anonymous source, according to the writer, that said that there was last-minute changes, that there was three months less to film it than was originally planned and that the scenes were changed behind J.J. Abrams back is it true I don't know this is an anonymous source like anybody can say anything right like I was on Rise of Skywalker I have a mask on (laughs) see how easy it is to just make something up I I didn't even think about putting Endgame and, and Rise of Skywalker together there's no I never did that well that's like, so in weird. terms of how Endgame did its job to wrap up the MCU mm-hmm. and how Rise of Skywalker was supposed to be the same thing for the Skywalker saga. Like at the end of Endgame, I personally felt like, okay, it ended that way. It it hit me hard mm-hmm. because of, you know, who dies and everything. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I felt content yeah. at how it wrapped up. Yeah, there were some weak points along the way, but hey, we got a really good ending. And I'm not hearing that from many people when it comes to Rise of Skywalker. I'm I'm hearing like, yeah, okay, J.J. Abrams did a good job with it, and it wrapped up a few things, but it didn't really give people the feels that, you know, that they felt when they watched something like Endgame. <laughs> Okay, so I've I've mentioned this many times. Um, I have a really short attention span when it comes to movies. And for me to be able to sit down for two and a half hours three times is insane. I just, I don't, I don't do that. Um, geez, I don't know. That's just, I felt the same feels. And actually, I felt them even more as I watched it the second and the third time. Even though I had seen the movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The first time, I didn't because I literally spent so much processing. I was like, was that that or was that? Did did I see? Like, what? What? Like, okay. That's that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so I'm glad that you said uh-huh. that because that is a constant thing I've also heard from people where they say, you know, by the end of watching the film, I had more questions than I had answers. Yeah, but in a good and way. So, it's, it wasn't, it know. wasn't if... like, um, it wasn't like I would, um, oh, what's the best way to say it without having to spoil? Um, also too, I got to factor in the fact that, <laughs> sorry, TMI, um, I had to really use the bathroom because my anxiety <laughs> got me and I was like, I refuse to get up. I refuse. So I was like, okay, let me focus. And I think that's what really messed with me. And why I was kind of like, I didn't focus, but I did watch it, if that makes sense. Huh. So yeah. it also doesn't help that um, do not 
play a Charmin commercial of the bear pouring a soda in the cup right before previews, when the previews are 30 minutes and rant. <laughs> that's funny. Yes, that's what happened. <laughs> they were trolling it you hard. It was bad. And I went oh, on the 19th. Man. I was like, I, yeah, they did. That was really bad. Uh, respect movie theater of your choice. <laughs> I don't know where you ended up going, but, you know, they're not sponsoring us. So <laughs> respect movie theater of your choice. <laughs> oh, that was the hardest thing. But after that, I was able to watch the movie and just, yeah. Oh, okay. We're going to have to rethink this then because I feel like you're like on par with what might happen that day and if it turns out that there's going to be a line and there's going to be people sleeping over that evening i may want to try to get there as early as possible i i don't know if i want to be there like before 6 a.m but i definitely want to be there for rope drop if possible or as close to rope drop as possible 8 p.m <laughs> just kidding no 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 i don't want to sleep i don't want to sleep there i want to sleep in my own bed oh. and get up fairly early and just go okay and that will be one of the days where i get one of my famous 12 shot oh gosh cold brews so that i can uh. sip it throughout the day and just be wired wired um, or, <laughs> or the good old five hour <laughs> energy drinks <laughs> Those don't work on me anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> they don't work on me anymore. I've had to do this before. I don't know if you've ever done this before, mm -hmm. but there's times where I have to occasionally switch away from coffee mm -hmm. because my body becomes immune to it. Yep. And I have to drink like black tea or green tea or something to supplement it. Granted, I have to drink like six times more than a regular person would have right. to. But... I might be getting to the I need to switch to something else for a while phase. And if that's what happens, the day that the attraction opens might be the day that that we do that because it's also a Friday, right? It's it opens on January 17th, which is a Friday, which is hard for me because I I am just going back to work, <laughs> right? I'm going back to work as well. And for me to be like two weeks in and like, um, hey, guys, I need to take a day off already. I, it, <laughs> Sorry. You, just, you <laughs> can't. You can't. It's not that easy. Right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of with you on this one. I, I just wonder, like, how am I going to do this? Obviously, Friday, there may be less people because it's a work day. Yeah. Right? Maybe. But some people might want an extended weekend. Who knows? Oh, you know Definitely what? Saturday. Definitely Sunday. Super packed. Wait a minute. When is Martin Luther King Jr. Day? Probably that same Shh. weekend. Well, yeah, that's... Dang. <laughs> Throw another wrench. Go oh, ahead. It is. It is <laughs> that weekend. January 20th. The Monday right after. Yep. Three-day so weekend. already have that Monday off. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be ridiculous. <laughs> I I am not looking forward to this. I think we're going to have to just watch Friday, see how it goes. And I mean, I'm going to be on social media. I mean, in a, between the times of, no, because I'll be asleep because I have to work. Um, between seven and nine. I don't know. I'll figure it out. 
I was like, I know someone's going to be documenting this. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we're going to have to talk about it a little bit more and figure out what we're going to do because now I'm starting to like hyperventilate about <laughs> waiting. There's, there's just a okay. lot of things. There is. There is. All right, we'll figure something out. We'll figure it out. Okay, well, if that's the case, then the Saturday – ah, but it's still going to be – I still have to deal with the same thing because the job that I had to do was on the Saturday. I thought it was opening on Saturday, not Friday. Ah. So now I have a new problem because <laughs> now I have to figure out how to get the day off after coming back from having been off for two weeks. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think majority of us are on the same boat. I mean, I would love to hear what everyone's plans are because. Yeah. yeah, that's good. If you have any plans on what you plan on doing for the opening of Rise of oh, Rise of Skywalker, Rise of the Resistance <laughs> at Disneyland, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, let us know. It officially opens on January 17th. I'm pretty sure that on the 15th and 16th, they're going to be doing cast member previews. Oh, yeah. I'm not a cast member. I can't go. But if you're a cast member and would like to invite me, I will gladly accept. And, uh, yeah, if you have any plans on opening day or that weekend and how you plan on handling it, drop us a message. You know, join the conversation and tell us what your plan is. And maybe we'll join you we'll go have breakfast or lunch or something and just hang out and uh play disney heads up i don't know oh which is How do fun you past 17 <laughs> hours of standing in line <laughs> that's a lot of heads up <laughs> well we'll be pros oh <laughs> uh, pros at our legs falling asleep ah uh, okay so uh now that we've had a little bit of, of time to vent about how we feel about opening day of the latest attraction at Disneyland that we've been waiting for for, I don't know, six months now-ish? Ish, yeah. Yeah, six, seven months-ish. It's fine. It's fine. Look, all all good. We're, we're, we're getting it. That's the important part. Yeah. Uh, it's time to jump into our topic for the week, and uh, we, we're going to be tackling Hollywoodland this month uh, over at California Adventure, because as you guys know, there's there's changes that come into DCA, mm -hmm. especially now that Avengers Campus is going to be opening, and the Avengers have kind of de facto been roaming around through Hollywood land for a while, but Hollywood land obviously has its own history and we're going to concentrate on some of the attractions, tell you guys a little bit about it. We'll armchair imagineer some of that stuff later in the month. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to let Melissa take the reins here and tell you a little bit about Hollywood land. Nice. Woo. All right, <laughs> let's, let's do this. All right. So hooray for Hollywood. Opening in February of 2001 as one of DCA's original lands, it was actually called the Hollywood Pictures Backlot, dedicated to the glitz and glamour of the golden age of Hollywood. When you cross the Golden State Bridge to your left in Sunshine Plaza, you would see a grand sign with the elephant statues on each side leading you into the backlot, which is now, of course, called Hollywoodland. We'll be taking a quick tour around this land and speak of what was here before and 
how the land has changed since opening day. In just about everywhere you look, there was something that may interest you. Now, if you were into TV and soaps and was hungry, then this next location was up your alley. The Soap Opera Bistro is where Disney Junior Playhouse currently is. It was a restaurant that would, you know, you would sit in different rooms or different sets, inspired by the many ABC soaps with actors who would perform improv from time to time. Personally speaking, I don't know if I would actually go inside because I wasn't a fan of soaps, but I mean, it was different. Or as some people like to call them, their stories. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet, I'm watching my stories. <laughs> oh, man. A few steps ahead, you'll see Animation Academy building, where you would step into Disney's rich animation history. You see multiple screens playing concept art of the beloved animation films, along with the music from the golden era to today's films. Now, the coolest thing about this building is that there's actually tons to do, and it's fantastic during the summer. I mean, when it's warm, go inside. You could spend easily, I want to say, at least an hour. All day when it's 110 degrees outside? Yes, thank you. <laughs> right? Totally. <laughs> I'll do that now. <laughs> <laughs> the many attractions in inside include having to hang with Crush, and learn all about the sea life. Long live the phrase, you so totally rock. Dude. Noggin. <laughs> Dude. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Next, you would step foot inside the Sorcerer's Workshop where you could draw your own animation strip, explore the few things on hand, and if you look up, you'll find a few touches from the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Step inside the Beast Library. Find what character you are most like with the quiz and see the place transform right before your very eyes. It's one of my favorite parts of that, by the way. Yeah. Only because, you know, Beauty and the Beast is my that favorite is film. That is true. But <laughs> living that, like, portrait change and everything and seeing the scratches of not Adam, by the way, <laughs> is really cool to just step into that movie. Right, and then recently they gave it like the like the UV paint touch, and that looks oh, good. Yeah. It looks so good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm for it. Now this next attraction, I really do miss. We used to walk into a, gro a grotto where Ursula would take your voice and insert it into a scene from a Disney film of your choice. I mm -hmm. didn't mean for that to rhyme. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes you would catch her poopsies just looking at you, which was really cool because we didn't have anything like that up until um, Ariel's Undersea Adventure. Yeah. Next, learn to draw a Disney or Pixar character at the Animation Academy and then check out the Zotrope of Toy Story 2 characters along with the promos of upcoming films from Pixar. I do miss the zoetrope, by the way. Yeah. It was a really fun part of that back room. Fun fact. <laughs> that was one of my locations to rest during the first 24-hour days. <laughs> I think yours and many other people. 
Like you would walk into that location and there's people all over the floor. Like you were stepping over people. Right. I mean, it's it was really cool. And I remember, I think one of my first posters I had seen was for Wrecked Ralph. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was, ooh, that's many years ago. <laughs> Stop. You're making old man Hazen feel old. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so currently this location actually serves as a meet and greet for Anna and Elsa. Now, if you wanted a shake, just across the way is Smoothie's. And this was really good for your sweet tooth. Just around the corner is Muppet Vision 3D, which was later reimagined as the Sunset Showcase Theater, and now currently home to Mickey's PhilharMagic. When it was Muppet 3D, we got to see Kermit, Miss Piggy, Gonzo, Fozzie Bear, Statler and Waldorf, along with a few surprises at the beginning and in between. <laughs> Side note to this, I would always take off my glasses when Snookums would come out. And the first time I had seen Muppet Vision 3D, I thought he was part of the screen. <laughs> so I, I thought it was that until I took off my glasses. And I'm like, oh, he's real. This nice. is cool. Like, I would always take off my glasses because... This is the coolest 3D effect <laughs> right? I've ever seen. I, I cannot be the only one here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It feels like I could touch him if I reach far enough. Right? It, it, yeah. And I often <laughs> sat in the back, so I think that could have been a, a like a reason why uh, I thought yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> After the location was changed into the Sunset Showcase Theater, you were able to catch presentations of the film that were coming soon from Frankenweenie, Tron, Legacy, Alice in Wonderland, and A Wrinkle in Time, to name a few. It also had a five-year run with, for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along. Today, it's now home to Mickey's PhilharMagic, a wonderful 3D film that is just so much fun with Donald Duck, music from your you know, the beloved animated films. We highly recommend that you see this. Yes, Hazen, you need to see this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Recommended by uh, all, all of us who have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now we're going to take a small break. And we're going to speak about the little area that's inside the heart of Hollywoodland and come back to the attractions after reminiscing about what took place here. This open area had many moments when it came to entertainment. In the very early years of the backlot, over by stage 17, you would be able to take part in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Play It. For the short span it was around, I never really got a chance to experience it i actually would love to hear if any of our listeners have i mean it looked really cool yeah i don't think i ever did either yeah it was only here for a short amount of time it's kind of sad it would have been cool yeah so stage 17 also housed many other activities such as dancing with disney where it was a giant dance party inside the show building Olaf Snowfest was where you actually had snow inside and it was really cold. But you were able to go in, play, sled. Um, 
purchase, you know, hot chocolate. It was, it took you somewhere else. It was really cute. So also in stage 17, the area actually later became a meet and greet for T'Challa and his royal guards, which was mm-hmm. really neat. Now, back outside, you would catch the early days of the food and wine festival taking place in the back lot with presentations, demonstrations, performances, and just overall food everywhere during the day. At night, it would come alive with many entertainment fun, such as Glowfest, Electronica, Mad Tea Party, and Freeze the Night. You would catch some tunes, grab specialty drinks and foods from dancers on stage, colorful lights, lasers and projections. The back area was the place to be, especially during the holidays. That is going to be a tease to (laughs) armchair. Yeah, I remember when the food festivals were just all the little kiosks back there. And it was kind of restricted to that area. Mm -hmm. When they were just testing it out to see if people would respond to paying $8 for a bite of food. Yep, I remember that was... It worked, oh, by the way. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert, it worked. I've had a <laughs> $8 or $10 donut with Ghirardelli sauce. I, okay, I... but look, it's a donut <laughs> and it's got like Ghirardelli sauce on it. Like, how could you not? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to sacrifice, Mel. I know. (laughs) It was food. (laughs) All right. So let's continue our tour. And we're going to walk straight ahead. All right, ladies and gentlemen. The moment we've been waiting for. The one and only Superstar Limo. Yay. (laughs) Unfortunately, the attraction did not last a year. And today we know it as Monstropolis with Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the rescue. And we'll be hearing a little bit of that very soon. (laughs) Oh, not for that. Okay. (laughs) Eh, it works. (laughs) So as we walk away from Mike and Sully to the rescue, headed into the direction of our left, there's a stand where you could get your beverages. Now, there's been a few changes to this little area as well. The backside used to be a smoking section. And now there's a special meet and greet. Before reaching the hidden meet and greet, you may catch a few featured artists from Wonderground doing signings. Just across the way is now Hangar 12. It's now home to Captain Marvel's meet and greet. And as we continue our way through the back lot, we spot a few set looking displays. This area is currently used for Marvel meet and greets. You can meet Captain America, where you see his shield on the left, and Spider-Man to the right. There have been times in the past where you were able to meet others, such as Loki and Thor. For a summer, we did have Black Widow riding down Hollywood backlot in an SUV. Further back, you were able to meet Mike and Sully in their college gear to celebrate the release of Monsters University. Let's go further back just a bit to where you know we once had a wally cutout with the axiom behind it as a photo op where the captain's shield is i wonder if anybody remembers that as well i mean just memory lane i don't remember what was before that so if anybody knows hey let us know that'd be really cool like what was there on opening day 
Yeah. I remember that Jeep, though. I wanted one. <laughs> I'm sure all the guys did because she was on top of it. She was we in that sure Jeep. We sure did. <laughs> we sure did. Oh, man. Up ahead, we have the Majestic Hyperion Theater. This theater was actually home to a few shows. Steps in Time, the tale of a boy who fights with his brother and a fairy godmother appears to help them out. She finds that he has no dream and she does everything that she can to help create that dream with a few beloved Disney classic songs. Unfortunately, that didn't last a year and neither did its following act, Blast, based on the Broadway show. It was a hit in Epcot, but it didn't do so well in DCA. The saying is true. Third time is the charm as Disney creates Aladdin, a musical spectacular, and it's a success. Aladdin, a musical spectacular, ran for nearly 13 years. Today, Frozen Live at the Hyperion is currently playing. Last but not least is the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, the tallest attraction in all of Hollywoodland and the resort. Giving us the feels of what was the glitz and glamour of the golden age of Hollywood, once you stepped inside, you got to feel something is strange. You'll find nods to multiple episodes all over the attraction itself. We seem to find ourselves in a new dimension of sound, a dimension of sight, and a dimension of mind. Guests dropped in for nearly 25 years. Today, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout standing before us with the Tavon collection inside. Inside, we have what remains of what was Tower of Terror. But this time, we are ready to help Rocket break the Guardians out. With six different tunes and sequences, this attraction becomes an instant hit. During Halloween time, Mission Breakout becomes Monsters After Dark, and it becomes a complete new favorite overlay. You would be writing to a new soundtrack and a drop sequence that seems a bit edgier, but it's so much fun. And with that, I shall end this talk with the simple phrase, I am Groot. No, Melissa. We are Groot. <laughs> we are. <laughs> awesome. The one thing I wish is we still were able to meet Groot. But oh my gosh, just seeing him from far away, he's just uh, tall. <laughs> he's towering, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that once Avengers Campus opens, we're going to start seeing more of that. Oh, yeah. Right? Like right now, they're just in getting that area ready for summer, you know, because now we're about six months away. And if things work out, it's probably going to end up soft opening some parts of it somewhere between, you know, May and June, usually because there's holiday weekends around that time. Mm -hmm. And then summer break is starting for most kids. So that's kind of around the time. There's no official date, obviously, yet. Right. But I'm sure that we're going to see Groot and everybody walking around a little bit more. It's going to be nice. I still think that most of those characters we won't be seeing walking around Hollywoodland anymore. So it's going to be interesting how everything shifts over into that section right. and what they do with those characters. And more importantly, what they're going to put in its place. 
right? How they're going to shift away and maybe they'll start doing, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we could talk about it when we armchair Imagineer that section of the park, but it's certainly going to be fun trying to blue sky that area because i say tear it down start over expand (laughs) avengers campus right and i was thinking about this too it's like the entertainment that we used to have there glowfist went all the way out to sunset plaza the whole back lot yeah um the photo op with the sky was all projected and then it just got cut down so much afterwards so again one other idea, I'm like, okay, try to figure something out. This one thing I did, I wish I was here to see, or I did experience the earlier days of the food and wine. Because I got to see like maybe a few years into it, but just yeah. to see the early days of it. I mean, so much has just changed and I actually have a lot of memories in that area too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I never got a chance to go to Glowfest. Really? Yeah. I never had a chance to experience it. I had a chance to do, I think Electronica was the first big thing that I had a chance to experience Mm -hmm. back there because I didn't frequent California Adventure. I didn't care all that much about it. Yeah. And aside from the Beach Boys playing in the Sunset Plaza and going and seeing the Zephyr, you know, the shop that they had with a train in the back and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it was boring no no you're right (laughs) i didn't like going over there and just wasting time so it was very very infrequent when we went and i think it wasn't until the electrical parade came back to california for some time and they had it at california adventure that we started kind of going to the park a little bit more Mm -hmm. and that you know, fun fact was actually my first experience watching the Main Street Electrical Same. Parade. Like, I never saw it at Disneyland. Yeah. Like, my first time watching it was at California Adventure. And I've kind of partially attributed that experience to why I feel disconnected and kind of don't care about it. Like, that sounds mean to say, right? Yeah. But because I saw Paint the Night at Disneyland for the 60th anniversary and that was the the parade that kind of lit up the night for me, that's what I feel is my night parade, right? Yeah. Until Dreamlights comes over here and then Dreamlights <laughs> takes over that spot in my heart. But I digress. Um, so, yeah, I never had a chance to go to Glow. I did do Electronica. The Mad Tea Party was super fun. Yeah. I mean, just the energy of the Mad Tea Party. And then it got it started to get crazy with people getting super drunk for Matt Tea Party. Oh and yes. And it, it began to kinda get regulated a little bit more after that. Yeah. But it was fun. You know, it was a really great time. Uh for the most part it was a really great family environment. And I think ninety percent or more of the time it was pretty it was good. Like there wasn't many problems. There was only a couple times that I remember that I felt it got what some would consider out of hand. But the cast members did a really great job of oh, yeah. kind of diffusing the situation, getting those people out of the area so that everybody else can continue to enjoy themselves. So overall, I think we need something else like that. Oh, definitely. In Hollywood land, you know. So maybe it'll come up in Armchair Imagineering. <laughs> but it's <laughs> certainly something that I think the park needs again. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've spent five New Year's Eve there. I've never had an, there was never an issue at all. Like you would mm. think that being New Year's Eve that there would be issues with, you know, booze, but 
No. It was very chill. Like you, everybody was having a good time, no matter what you know was going on. And man, even then, security was doing is just doing a fantastic job. So yeah. yeah, I I don't see why we can't have something come back. Lately at night, you walk by and you're like, oh, <laughs> it's either <laughs> Mickey's Philharmonic Magic, which is fantastic still, or monsters. That's it. Yeah. What was the name of the frozen thing? Freeze the night. Uh huh. That was the thing that they did back there too, right? Yeah. I think that was pretty fun too. Oh yeah. Like Freeze the night, I think, was pretty fun, especially when they were doing like the ice carving. Yeah. And stuff back there, I think that was pretty fun as well. That was cool because that was kind of it. It gave me the fix from Electronica, because you had that music, but it had the mm-hmm. same. It was kind of like that in Matty, like mixed up. It was really cool. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think that's a good place to end this segment. It's there's been a lot of changes to that back lot. Oh yeah. I mean, overall, I it's weird to say that it doesn't seem that much better than it was originally, right? There's a lot of original things, there's a couple things that have changed, mm-hmm. but overall, it's still a very it's still a very quiet area compared to other parts of the park right yeah so it definitely needs some work we'll definitely be talking about that in an upcoming episode but as far as some of the things that have been in that area we'd like to know what some of your favorites are if there was something that you frequented or something that you really enjoyed especially if it's not there anymore join the conversation over on instagram facebook or twitter just search for podcateers and leave us a comment and tell us what it was that you enjoyed doing in the Hollywood backlot before it was Hollywoodland at California Adventure and we'll share it in an upcoming episode. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this trip down memory lane for, for DCA. Next week I'll be talking a little bit about Mike and Sully to the rescue and what it took over and why. I know some of you (laughs) know that story because we've briefly touched on it before. But, uh, you know, I was thinking about it while you were talking. If you haven't had an opportunity to watch our vlog from the opening day of Mission Breakout, I was there the day that it opened. So if you want to check that out, I will put it in the blog post for this episode. Just head over to podcateers.com slash 290. It was a super fun day. I had a chance to see and experience the attraction. Some of our pals were there. I had a chance to meet people that I hadn't met before. But yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that day. I, I think I did two videos that day. I think I did the vlog, and then I think I did our first ride on the attraction. And I think my first time riding was free ride. Ooh. Do you remember what your first song was? Hit me with your best shot. You know what? Why don't we ask everybody that? Yeah. What was your first song writing Mission Breakout? Yeah. There you go. That's Oh, we're going to post that on the Instagram <laughs> stories. That's a good one. I like that one. See what gets the most votes. But free ride, you had nine drops. That's awesome. I know. It was so good. <laughs> I loved it. Such a good. I love it. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. So until next time. Keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Bye.